Today on Switch It Up, we have Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, a trailer dropped. It was pretty awesome. The Pokemon Diamond Pro Remake rumors are swirling up again. It must be another day that ends in Y. New Pokemon Snap got a trailer. That looks awesome as well. Shout out to Bandai Namco. And we tier ranked the starter Pokemon. We did that. That's the end of the episode. Check the timestamp down below. But before we get into all that, today's episode is brought to you by Pago. Pago is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Pago. Apply to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's pago.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. If you are a small podcaster and are looking to make a little extra scratch, you are just losing money by not signing up with them. So, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Use the links down below to let us know if you did, and enjoy. going on everybody welcome back to an episode of the switch it up podcast season two episode 23 my name is tyler and as always my co-host colby colby how are you doing today i'm excited um i guess what i it sucks that i only have one more week of break left as far as winter break goes and we get right back into the second semester but this is this is one of our most loaded news episodes we've had in a little bit. I would consider this to be like the first major news dump of the year for Nintendo. So I'm very excited to dive into everything we've got here. Other than that, though, doing pretty well. Video game-wise, just playing some Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's kind of laying low until 3D World comes out and Bowser's Fury. Uh, shout out the Outcast Boys, 50 episodes. That's yeah, awesome. So yeah. that's all that's going on with me. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good. I've been feeling a little... Uh, worse for wear these past few days physically, but you know, with a little bit of hard uh, sweat, blood, and tears at the old FedEx, I seem to have sweated it off. So uh, we're back to 100% functioning capabilities, uh, which is good because tomorrow is the start of my uh, school semester, uh, my second half of my sophomore year. So uh, tomorrow is the start of those classes. Still have to do a few more things for that today in preparation, but uh, other than that, gaming, uh, still uh, making use of my brother's Xbox while I have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apex just revealed today their new new character coming uh, for their Season 8 on the 2nd of February, so that'll be something to further tide me over until... Uh, Bowser's Fury comes uh, to the Switch. Played a bit more of the Monster Hunter demo. Tried out some old weapons from World that I mained uh, that sadly seem to have been pushed to the wayside now, but that's okay. We have we will adapt and overcome as Bear Gr- That's Bear Girls, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I can't wait to to dive into the topics of this episode because, in true switch it up fashion, the news consisting of this episode came out right after we were done with the last episode. So uh, it, it's almost like they're telling us like we switch our release dates. <laughs> so it's it's almost like that's the case. But we're gonna keep writing it out. Stay say trust the process. So here we go. We're gonna start. There's a lot of stuff. But we're going to start with the first news drop of the week for Nintendo. And quite possibly the biggest. We finally got a look at Mario Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. So if you don't know, Mario 3D World is a port, both of which I, I think you and I have not played. So I'm excited to get into that. A little controversial as far as fans go. Some like it, some don't. But I'm excited to play that. Just a new Mario game, different gimmicks, all that stuff. But the main event, and the only event for that matter, was Bowser's Fury. And we got a great look at what that's going to entail. So I have a real, I have a little bit of a rundown here that I'm going to read through, and we'll just kind of go here step by step. So right. here we go. So you are on Lake Lapcat. That is the setting of this adventure you're going on with Mario. You must collect cat shrines as something bad has happened to Bowser. He is being tainted by a mysterious black goop, turning him into a humongous monster bent on total destruction. So we'll get into Bowser's looks in a little bit, but yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. sim, pretty sim, pretty simple plot. Uh, you gotta defeat Bowser. So it's just another Mario game. It's up to Mario and unlike a companion to travel across a series of islands on Lake Lapcat, collect the mysterious cat shrines by completing different platforming challenges, and harvest their power to stop the terrifying Fury Bowser. So I'll stop right here. This is an open world platformer, which is something yeah. definitely new to not new, but. Just it's an exciting extension of what is a pretty like what is a linear a 3D linear a 3D platformer that is Mario 3D World, but getting this open world platform in Bowser's Fury definitely taint, definitely tips the cap at to you know Odyssey Galaxy games like that. So mm-hmm. very exciting to see that. Tyler, what are your thoughts on when it you saw seemed, the open world platformer? Yeah, yeah, in layman's terms, it seems like they added like uh, an Odyssey kingdom into mm-hmm. the 3d world for this expansion it it's just it's just a series of little land masses in this big open uh waterscape that you can traverse with plessy which looks really fun because you can fly around on the land as well uh but you go from these islands to islands and they're they solely exist for like platforming challenges and i'm wondering like this this game is a more linear mario game it's just kind of you know you you have you were able to move Mario in a similar, in like in all axes directions, like you can in the open world sandboxy Mario games, uh, but the levels are more linear. So having Mario in in this in in the three D world format with his three D world move set in an open world is going to be interesting to explore uh, to see w- what kinds of things that players can do to maybe do some unconventional tricks that. You know, I, I'm just excited to see. I'm excited to see how it plays, like how the flow of the gameplay is from from platforming challenge to platforming challenge, uh, and uh, things like that. It, it's hard to organize my thoughts yeah. as of this moment, but uh, I'm just excited to see how it feels to play because I've never played 3D World, as Colby has said, but I've been interested in it for a long time, and now seeing that it's kind of combining with the more recent uh, and more established 3D Mario form- format, more popular as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the 
what new things are brought to the table to differentiate it as if it really needs differentiating though yeah. because you know people seem to love it anyway for what it is so uh but i'm sure as we'll get into uh in a second here there are already some very promising uh things that we've gotten a sneak peek of in this in the trailers that have been released yeah, so I guess I will get into the ally then. So Mario's known for having an ally, whether it's a Luma, the Flood Machine from Sunshine, uh, Cappy from Odyssey. Well, he gets one in this extension too. It is Bowser Jr. He has to team up with Mario. That is the that is the whole like shocker, I guess, of this. Bowser mm-hmm. Jr. and Mario are now a team. Piloting his Koopa Clown car, the young prince joins Mario on his quest, copying all of his moves, helping him take out the enemies, and uncovering power-ups and other secrets that will help you out. Before we get into that, I guess I'll just mention, if you do play... Two-player multiplayer on the same console. One person will control Mario. The other will control Bowser Jr. So, Bowser yeah. Jr. A nod to Odyssey, too, because he does have the paintbrush, which a lot of people enjoy. This essentially does you mean, feel you like... Mean, a, you mean Sunshine? A nod to Sunshine? I think I said Sunshine. And I yeah, a not, regard, regardless. A regardless. Not, okay, regardless. A nod to Sunshine. It does seem like that they took a lot of Odyssey themes here and put them into this extension. Or not Odyssey. God, I did it again. Sunshine. Sunshine. Took a lot of Sunshine themes and put it into this extension. Which yeah, because... A lot of people have appreciated. Yeah, because you have, like, you know... It's not exactly beach-themed, but it's water-themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Bowser Jr. kind of use his paintbrush to bring an item out of a wall, uh, which is something that you do in Odyssey with... Or not in Odyssey. Shit, now, now you got me saying it. Uh, in the sunshine with like the blue coins and and some red coins as well as the what are called cat shines cat shrines cat yeah so the cat shines which are the collectible of this expansion uh obviously have keeping the shine moniker from uh sunshine as well uh the addition of bowser jr is really cool i really like it uh it's in terms of like co-op Mario, that's probably the most unique mm-hmm. uh, second-player option available, because you know in Odyssey you're Cappy and uh, Galaxy or Luma. Both of those, the second player is very limited in what they can do. But in this expansion, it seems like he's just a whole character. You know, like he, yeah, he's able to function very like similarly to Mario and have about as much importance as as the first player, which I think is very important. Yeah, yeah. Having and obviously him as a, this game. Sorry, go ahead. I was I was just gonna say real quick. Having him as a companion definitely adds a different element to multiplayer mode because controlling Cappy, not really that enticing. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if there was multiplayer options for Galaxy. Like I don't, I don't even think you could play as like Luigi as a second player. But no, no. No, but I was just, I was just gonna make the point that yeah, Bowser Jr. being it's it's probably the most appealing multiplayer thing Mario games have had. Yeah, and this game. Uh, is, is rather infamous anyway for its uh, multiplayer and how mm-hmm. uh, chaotic it can be when you play with the kid, different characters and their abilities. So uh, having uh, having it continue and be taken to a new level with Bowser Jr. of all characters uh, is surely going to be a fun experience. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to so that's so that's main that's main of the storyline. So now we're getting a little bit of the gimmicks here. So. As you search high and low for the cat shrines, the evil-looking fury sun will slowly rise out of the lake near the island that you're currently on. So there's a blood moon type gimmick here. Yeah, the like fury a sun. When the weather suddenly changes from sunny to stormy, it's time to get a move on. As fury, as fury Bowser is almost there. Once he emerges from the fury sun, he'll summon meteors from the sky and fire devastating, fiery beams at you. So take cover. Now, 
worth mentioning. You should get five. You have to get five cat shrines to become Cat Mario, Gigantamax Cat Mario, to take yeah. on Fury Bowser. Yeah. If you if if you don't get the five shrines, I'm assuming that you're not gonna get the five shrines before the first Fury Sun rises. So you should take you just have to take cover and play defensive the whole time because we'll get into battle a little bit. But he's 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 a beast. So mm-hmm. I do like this though. It does. It makes everything more. What's what I'm looking for? Like intense. Not really intense, but. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Majora's Mask thing. You exactly. Know, you, have, you have something that's kind of looming over you. Uh, it, it may be a little bit pressuring, uh, perhaps. We'll we'll have to see just how exactly uh, the atmosphere is handled uh, during the gameplay, because uh, we see in the trailer that there is visible progression in how close Fairy Bowser is to awakening. Did you see his like shell rising out of the lake? higher and higher until finally he does awaken and it'll be interesting it definitely adds a different element to it especially since it is a cycle where he will go back to sleep and then reawaken again assumingly until you beat him mm-hmm. i was i'm did you say there's only five cat shrines because that's new to me so here's all the new information there's five cat shrines per island once you get the oh, five cat shrines oh. on that island you you fight him mario gets maxed up you fight him and then you get you move, once you beat him you move on to a different island oh okay there's no there's no telling how many islands there are but you have to get five cat shrines on an island you get the awesome power of what's called the giga bell which transform you into super cat basically super cat mario and you can fight fury bowser like basically like a normal butt but you're just way bigger uh, defeat fury bowser and he'll send and he'll, he'll be sent flying back into the water unlocking a new island for you to explore but he does come back, so you have to complete all. You have to get all the shrines so you, to beat the game. Okay, so there are multiple Fury Bowser fights over the course yes. of your playthrough. Okay, because I was assuming, because in the trailer it seemed like they showed a lot. Like I was like, they did they just spoil the final boss of this expansion uh, and the final power up that you'll use? But yeah, it, it's it's good to hear that it's sort of like a it's split up into phases. It seems, and it seems much larger than even I originally thought. So. This is this is exciting. I, I can't wait to see uh, exactly how much they've packed into this expansion. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, how long do you how long do you think it'll be? Because it is an expansion, so I, I'm not imagining like a 20 hour story. Here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say. I mean, you you guys know my concept of time is absolutely whack. So, um, I'd say maybe 10 hours. That I was thinking 10 too. Because if you have to go to multiple, if there's multiple Giga Bowser fights, then you have to really, you have to put some, you have to put some stuff in there. Now, yeah. do you think, I had to guess for islands. Oh, we go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you do that. Yeah, the islands thing uh, you should do first, and then I'll do mine because mine's a bit more broad. How, How many islands do you think I'll be? I'm thinking I'm max, like a max of six, like max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it reaches into the double digits. No, I don't think so either. Great, this is a port, so they didn't really have to do much to maybe just enhance the frame rates and all that stuff a little bit. But yeah, so they have they have been working on this. But regardless, a lot of that obviously, like I'm not sure. It, it, I don't think it runs on the same engine as 3D World does. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. the game, it the the port does look or the extension does look really really good. So I'd imagine a lot of time went to that. And to just like having the gimmicks figured out, and probably a lot of it went to making Fury Bowser like even a thing. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe 30 shrines. That sounds right for an extension. 30, 30 shines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you... When do you think... We have the game in our hands. Do we have to beat the main game to unlock this mode? Or is it right there from the beginning? I think it's going to be right there from the beginning. Really? Because people have beaten 3D World. So if you're forced to beat that all over again, I don't think that'll please a lot of people. True, true. People are getting this game just so they can have Bowser's Fury, I would imagine. Probably. Yeah, no, that is a huge incentive to to buy the game again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would imagine that you can play it right from the beginning, which I might yeah, do fair. because, you know, I got to get in on all the hype. So You got to get in on the new stuff so we can talk about it on the podcast. Exactly. See, I knew you'd understand. So that comes out February 12th, I believe. So yeah, little over little under little over three weeks, right? About three weeks until we get our first major Nintendo game of the new year. So do you have anything else for Bowser's Fury? People love the design of Bowser. Oh my Twi- god! Twitter yeah. has been aflame with people praising Nintendo for their their the way they took Bowser in this. It's in this the system. best Bowser I've ever seen. Oh, uh, like because do, do you think? What do you think? Do you like Giga Bowser's design or like from Smash, or do you like uh, Fury oh, Bowser's Fury, design? Fury Bowser. Fury really? Bowser. If they replace. Giga with Fury, I would not have any issues whatsoever. I mean, it does look really cool. Like his, like the the color scheme, the subtle like black into the orange on the spikes. Mm-hmm. The, obviously, the flaming Ganondorf hair and the white pupilless eyes. It's so cool. It, it's a shame though that he's gonna be beat by a cat. Like that's tough. That's a bad look. Yeah, but it is like and his son. That's rough. And his son. Apparently they are saving him though, which makes me think there's going to be like a secret final boss, like whatever corrupted Bowser. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that. But uh, people do like the uh, the design of of like Lion Giga Cat Mario as well mm-hmm. because obviously you get the Super Saiyan Supersonic vibes. Correct. So, and then you obviously have the Pokemon fandom coming in with the Gigantamaxing references. It's true. How is very funny? True, the Gigantamax yeah. screenshots. Seems to be a, a trend among. I have my notes that it's a Gigantamax boss fight. Gigantamax uh, battle, yeah. Correct. So, again, super excited. These trailers got me really hyped up. I uh, cannot wait to get my hands on that game. I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, now moving swiftly along into the second biggest announcement, or first, depending on how you view this. Very true. Pokemon Snap out of the clouds. We had no idea this was coming. I literally yeah. texted you, and you're like, what? Like, there's a trailer. <laughs> yeah, so new Pokemon Snap got a trailer. Our friends at Bandai, um, very well done. The game looks absolutely incredible. There's absolutely no excuse for main series games not to look like that. We'll get into that a little later. So, Pokemon yes. Snap. Professor Mir and Rita are your assistants. You are in the Lentil region, which... Um, I haven't seen. There hasn't been any like "quote unquote" new Pokemon. It's just a Pokemon from all the regions. I think are there. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the main gimmick is to take pictures. But it seems that the grading for the pictures is pretty tough. Like you have to get close, and I'm, I imagine it's not. It's pretty difficult to get close. I've never played Pokemon Snap, but they seem to. Well, I've seen on Square, they seem to up the difficulty of this one. I see. I see. Again, I haven't played Snap either. I feel like I've watched a playthrough of it way back in the day, and. 
I don't know. I, I'm excited to experience it for myself mm-hmm. because I've heard it's set, it's such a classic game, and the fact that they that the Pokemon Company actually is making a sequel or is allowing the production of a sequel rather uh, is a, a definite win, I think, uh, for fans of the uh, original to create some new memories and for people like me who have heard about it and been really interested in it to uh get in on the on the series now i guess since now there's there are two so there, yeah there are two now yeah the the visuals look stunning as they should for a game like this mm-hmm. uh looks absolutely gorgeous the pokemon models look great i feel like they've upped the resolution they've added some uh, really nice lighting effects to to the models and the terrain it looks really nice uh, the maps that we've seen look really good uh, even the character models are like really silky smooth and all that uh, I am I think the thing I'm most excited for this game is for the for, for the secrets that I hope that are in it because I, I'd agree in, in the po- in Pokemon snap, the original, uh, there are certain conditions you have to meet for certain Pokemon to like come out of certain levels. So, for instance, there's, there's like a, I think there's like a pit of you're on this like volcano map, and there's like this pit of lava or something that you have to throw a, an apple into, or or a, one of the items that you have, and I think an Arcanine or a Charizard will pop out of it if you do that, and there. Huh. There are all sorts of those little secrets that the game doesn't tell you, uh, hidden all over the game. Like there's uh, an egg that contains Zapdos, I think, in a in the power plant that you have to I do wish. something special to to get open. So, uh, and I think like the final boss of Snap is Mew. Like you have to take a picture of Mew in this like trippy space, or no, literally in space. I think you go to uh, take a picture of Mew. So I feel like they can get really wild with this game. I feel like they could have. I hope that they stick to that original feel of having all these like little secrets. Like, wow, I don't know if anyone else knew about that sort of thing. Obviously, not to the degree as it was back then, because this is the age of the internet, and eventually yeah. everyone knows about all the secrets. But uh, I just hope that there are a whole lot of there's a whole lot of replayability added with that. Where you know, oh, I got to go back and find this Pokemon because you know it was secret. And I didn't know about it before. Uh, a lot of Easter. I hope there's a lot of Easter eggs and such. I feel like that's the main draw of things. Like oh yeah, this as well. so, sure. Uh, yeah, that that's my big hope. Uh, Professor Mir. People are already speculating that uh, he is uh, Todd Snap, the protagonist from the first game, uh, and people are also comparing him to to Professor Birch because they have a lot of similarities to each they other. They do. They do have a lot of similarities. But yeah. Uh, I'd probably cut off your little information flow. I assume you have more. Not really. I mean, besides, we just got a lot of, I feel like just a lot of visuals and a yeah. lot of what the game's going to be about. It was more so like, it was with gameplay trailer. It wasn't a lot about, it'd be a lot of information, not like a, a, like a mini direct. But yeah. my last point was just anytime you can get Meganium on the box art is the win. I was about to say, the best Johto starter on the box art of your game, you already, you, you oh, got to buy boy. from me. You're going to mad, you're going to get people mad at that. That's fine. Grookey, Grookey, and Score Bunny on there sobbles out. Poor guy. Oh, that'll that'll actually be a good uh, segue into a later topic. But uh, oh, one yeah. last thing, one last thing about Snap. Uh, it, it's also really cool. Like this game, 
I feel like the Snap series will go down as a really good like world building tool for Pokemon. Yep. Not necessarily in the bigger story, but it's very rare that we get to see Pokemon interacting with each other in the wild and in their habitats. Uh, you know, even in the wild areas, they just kind of walk around and don't do anything to interact with each other. They just kind of pop up and it's a little janky. But these games allow, uh, you know, Pokemon to be specifically planted in the environment that they would normally be in. Uh, and to interact with other Pokemon in a more natural way. Uh, which is something that's just really rare to see, and it would be really cool. Uh, like, you could see some competitive Pokemon. You could see, like, a Nidoking and a Tyranitar fighting over uh, territory, or, like, a Lapras ferrying Pokemon along the along the shoreline. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of creativity that Bandai can, can do with this, uh, and I really hope they capitalize on it. I was going to say one more. So, is this a day one purchase for you? Oh yeah, for sure. Like this is absolutely day one purchase for me. I feel like I feel like this is gonna be this is gonna sell pretty well. For me personally, it's probably not a day one, and there's a lot of things that fall into that. Um, one, I'm broke, and two, I just I, I don't know enough about the series because I never played it. I never really put the time in to learn. But around the holiday season, if this goes on sale, yeah, I'll absolutely pick it up because yeah. it because I'm sure it'll get great reviews and people will be so happy. It's just a thing, and I think. Besides the secrets, that is the main draw. Seeing the Pokemon in their natural habitats doing whatever it is they do when they are not battling or in shows or whatever, like we see in the main series games. Mm-hmm. So I think, as far as the spinoff series goes, this one has the most appeal, more so than Stadium and like Pokemon and Mystery Dungeon. I know that hurts you, but I I think this is going to do very well, and I think that. Well, this is a good segue into what I'm going to get into a little bit later, but I think this can this is going to help Bandai get hopefully into the Pokemon game, like as far as making games. So I, was say, I think this is going to propel them. Oh yeah, more into the into, into the limelight of the of Pokemon specifically. That's mainly why I hope it does well because I I want Bandai and more Pokemon. Content. Right, because it seems to be a good match. So far, so good. That's all I'll say. But we'll find out. April 30th. April 30th. April 30th. Okay. Nintendo has a setup for bankruptcy. Like we got Mario we got 3D World coming February, Monster Hunter coming March, and this and Snap coming April. And we're losing All-Stars and all that stuff on the 31st. So this is That's... the bounce back game if we want to call it that for Nintendo. <laughs> right. But staying on Pokémon. And boy oh boy. Uh this is this is a topic that we've never talked about on this show before. Never. <laughs> In case you don't know, there is a Pokemon generation called Gen Four. I'm kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Gen Four rumors are as hot as they ever have been, and I actually got to it on Twitter. There was a, a Spanish article written, basically saying that they are close. They're so close they have sources so close to the company they're all but literally confirming that gen 4 remakes are coming out this year is going to be announced next month we're going back to Sinnoh and why do I feel like this makes me believe that there are not going to be remakes this year and that this is just basically a deterrent from that the other piece the only other piece of evidence I've seen is that Nintendo 
like claimed a website name that had Diamond Pearl in it. Okay. And that people are saying that, oh yeah, that confirms it. But people that could be for a so, number of things. They are starving, dude. Yeah, that could be for anything. Like just because they purchase a website name doesn't mean they're actually going to do anything with it right now, you know? Correct. And knowing so, Nintendo, they just have it so other people can't. Yeah, exactly. Knowing them. But and I think that's also a pretty common practice for, for like the big for like the big wigs. Familiar uh, business model like companies. But yeah, I I don't know. We we've talked about this at length. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd be happy if it did. And I'll be I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be waiting in anticipation for any Pokemon news at all to come out Correct. next month after hearing all this. Yeah, Pokemon Unite news. Oh yeah, uh, I'll click off the video if that's the case. <laughs> I won't even I won't even give them a view if that's the case. Dislike and leave. But no, I won't dislike. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject myself to Pokemon dress up MOBA. Correct. Correct. Ah, uh, that Twitter. Oh my god, that tweet was horrifying. I, I can't believe they're giving Pokemon skins. Oh, it's disgusting. But here's what I want. Here's what I want to get into with this. Yeah. Anyway, you said it might have been a couple episodes ago, probably the anniversary episode. Like, you'd be okay like if they never, if they never came out, and that. But if they did come out, it'd still be a day one buy for you. You'd still be more than happy to go back to Sinnoh. Yeah. But if Pokemon, if the Pokemon company came out and said right now. We're done going to the Sinnoh. You'd be okay. Uh, okay. Yes, I would. I'm starting to fall on that side, too, because I can't get excited for anything Game Freaks makes. I can't. I cannot do it. Like, I I didn't even play Sun and Moon. I didn't even... Pl- I played Sword and Shield. I see what they're doing with Unite. Like, they're, they have fallen off. As the as the people put it these days, they have fallen off. They were on the highest of highs with Pokemon, yeah. And now it's just I'm, I can't get excited. I don't trust them to do the right thing, and that is to make the game look like Pokemon Snap that Bandai is doing. Which is why I want Bandai to get in the main series games because this one looks amazing. I don't care if they have nothing to do with the story; just make the make the engine and designs all that stuff. I don't. I mean, we do constantly say that the graphics. Don't make the game. You know what I mean? But I mean, come on. Like, Sword and Shield does not look good. And it's Pokemon. If there's going to be one I, game where the graphics make the game, it's Pokemon. I know. Like, you see it next to... You see that game next to monoliths like mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. And you just wonder what happened. It's not even It's not even a discussion. You can't even compare them. Do you think... Do you think Game Freak, like, will ever lose its like right to produce pokemon games no but i'm trying but they but they lost if they lost it today i'd be the first one to could be happy about it (sighs) right it's just this is like does game freak make any other games they only make pokemon games they made a game called town i think game freak games that aren't pokemon okay during uh during the development of Sword and Shield, I think I think it was in like a direct mini or something. It was revealed. So uh, here we go. We have a list. Um, Game Freak Games aren't Pokemon. This is their ten. Little Town Hero, which released two thousand nineteen. Uh, Drill Dozer two thousand five. Game Boy Advance. 
Tempo, literally called Tempo the Badass Elephant is the name of the game. July 15th on the Xbox, PS4, and PC. Giga Wrecker 2017. Harmonite 2012. I've never heard of any of these games. Pocket Card Jockey 2016. Paul's Man 2007. Mono Wario for the uh, 1993, so the, the SNES, or the, no, 64. Mm. Game Boy, they made Game Boy Camera, and they made... And they made the first Yoshi game. So it's literally the game is just called Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> it's called Yoshi. I've heard of Yoshi's Cookie. I've never heard of Yoshi. So yeah, I, I never heard that. I don't, I don't think the track record's there as far as games that aren't Pokemon games. Yeah, that was it makes you wonder how they came to like you know how they think of Pokemon. I get, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Like the amount of, like they must have. It, it's like they hit the jackpot. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, yeah, the game largest jackpot. grossing media, like largest grossing media franchise of all time, just not even close. Blasted out of this innocuous game company. I, I gotta see. I gotta see the list again, Highest. You have to see the list again. <laughs> I have to. Little Town Hero. That yeah. That that's what I think. Town was the working name when it was first revealed, but Little Town Hero was their most recent. That was not Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really heard anything about that since I saw it. I thought it looked intriguing. It was an RPG or another RPG, but I don't think I ever heard anything substantial about it afterwards. Yep, there it is. Highest grossing media franchise of all time. It's disgusting. It it's it so, is. This list is, yeah, so the gap between one and two. Two is Hello Kitty at 80. Pokemon's at 92.1 billion. Hello Kitty at 80.80 billion. Yeah. We have, so let's see, the gap between that's $12 billion. So the gap between Hello Kitty and next is, and three is five, five, and five. So the gap between two, one and two is as big as the gap between like two and five. So it's not close. It'll yeah. probably Pokemon, Pokemon will never lose that if I had to if I had to put my money on it. They'll never lose that right to be the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Which is why they won't change anything about their games. Yeah, I mean, it's just good business. You know, they're they're leaning towards the business side of things, you know? Like they mm-hmm. if they don't if they're gonna be able to make the same amount of money with less effort, then why put the effort in at all? words of life <laughs> now then again then they come out and they give you know bandai permission to do these other projects like a sequel to snap which is a relatively you know you know it's it's a cult classic but it's mm-hmm. not like it was super popular at least no. certainly not as popular as, as other spinoffs like mystery dungeon and stadium I was but, say, you make the argument that the only reason snap has so much traction is because it's the longest going spinoff without like another game i don't think so i like i'm not giving i think that snap has, it helps very, snap's good in its own right but that definitely helps yeah i mean it it came out like around i think any console because it was like a console pokemon game it was like pokemon on a home console which was huge like super huge back then and all of those Pokemon consoles, like Stadium, uh, Stadium Two, Gale of Darkness, like all of those things, are much beloved by 
by the fans and they allowed for new ideas to come in where you know pokemon that that were different from normal pokemon games like in gale of darkness you literally steal other people's pokemon from them and they introduce shadow pokemon which are now in go and other things like they they had their impact as well it's just you know i say i sit here on my throne saying (laughs) game for just whatever into things and yet they do sometimes pull a diamond out of the rough so they have they haven't done so in a while yeah i mean with the main games it who knows where they're going to go from here if if the criticism of sword and shield was even enough to even scratch the decision making process that they have but all i know is is that some people at game freak had to authorize this new pokemon snap idea mm-hmm. and you think if they're all cold hard businessmen maybe they wouldn't do that they would allocate resources somewhere else so it's hard to tell the the minds of the higher ups of these companies are the their decision making process is like incomprehensible to me like i would have no idea it's unpredictable where they stand on the spectrum so people aren't going to stop buying pokemon whatever so yeah it, they're never going to stop never if it never changes it's not going to be surprising yeah so i don't know where these how these decisions could be changed but you know we'll have to wait and see if I don't know, just what course of action Game Freak takes, because the main series right now is still in a good place. Like, Sword and Shield sold yeah, very, is. very well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, despite who knows? All the, despite all the controversy about it, still 19, 20 million units sold. Easy. Yeah. The, it's, it's hard to say whether or not uh, things will be remedied at all in Diamond and Pearl remakes or the next generation or whatever comes along. Yeah, we still have to say this. Um, Don't get your hopes up if you want. Yeah. Sinnoh remakes. Yeah, I, I don't think... I still don't think they're going to happen. Uh, if they do happen, again, super excited. I would be really ex- excited to see where they go from it, especially how... Uh, the last remake of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire went, where it was a huge like shift in the story, but it was still ex- executed really well, and it added a lot of new lore and complicated the timeline a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously with a game having to do with time and space and the distortion of the two, yeah. it could get pretty wild. Uh, I actually was thinking over this question before, and I wanted to ask you it. Because uh, we know... We have a decent idea that in the like in the Zelda team, for instance, there are people who like know the lore. Like there are, there must be people, whether it be actual people on the design team or literally people whose job is to write up the story of the Zelda timeline. Like they, they're able to make sense of this big jumbled mess of a timeline that they've created, and they're able to advise where the Zelda team should go next, or at least have some. Uh, input in that process do you think that pokemon has something similar where there's someone at the pokemon team that knows the timeline of these pokemon games because the story of the pokemon games is even more convoluted and uh complex than the zelda timeline in my opinion do you think there are actually people who 
at Game Freak who know the timeline? Do you think they're just throwing shit at a wall and then trying to leave little strings later on? I without, think there's like really a very plan of where it goes. There's, there's probably a select few of people who know, and then there's also a select few of people who are like, oh no, it starts in the red and blue games. Like, that's the start of the timeline. Like, no! No! <laughs> so, I, yeah, there's probably definitely some people, uh, probably the custodian workers, knowing Game Freak with the stuff they put out and the timeline <laughs> that they've messed up. So, yeah, as far as higher, as far as higher, as far as higher ups and like executives go, I feel, I don't, I don't know how many of them actually know the lore of their own games. Like, not just Nintendo, like any company. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon is a very repetitive series at its core, so... Correct. You know, people say that the stories of Pokemon games aren't always usually the main selling point. Some, it's a little different, like the Unova games, uh, where it is usually praised for its uh, storytelling. Yeah. But it doesn't really have a... Pokemon doesn't really have a big overarching connecting tissue between the games. Like, there are things like gold and silver take place so many years after the events of red and blue but Mm -hmm. you know it's like three isn't it yeah it's like three or five i think uh i think it's more three because red regardless that's the only like linear plot they have yeah i mean we also have like and black and and you know and and you know yeah that's and you know but then you have there are split timelines in pokemon too like the like the timeline where AZ activated the ultimate weapon and there were megas where in the previous timeline there are not and that what that's what differentiates standard ruby and sapphire from omega ruby and alpha sapphire and then there are there's the thing that every save file that you make on a game is a different timeline where that one protagonist chooses a different team of pokemon and fights their way to the league you know the infinite universes theory and you know then you have games that just don't that make references to other things like we see a broadcast on in Sinnoh about a red gyarados i don't think it's the same red gyarados but it's obviously meant to pay homage to johto and there are little easter eggs that refer to old regions and there are npcs that talk about other regions and events like in x and y they talk about blue going to to kalos at at one point like the professor oak's grandson they say and it's just there's that one timeline where all the bad corporations win yeah i was gonna say there's the rainbow rocket timeline where giovanni giovanni dimension hops and finds all the the evil team leaders who have the legendaries under their control it's it's just wild to think that uh there may be actually someone who knows every single like connecting tissue in these in the games uh and thinking about the diamond and pearl remakes and how crazy their stories could be got me thinking about that so that's why i brought up that uh that scenario i just thought no, it'd be yeah, a it, discussion topic. diamond pearl platinum like could get wild remakes and that would be i'm all for that if we just get wild remakes of Sinnoh, that'd be great but to your point, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many execs are like like know all that stuff. I don't even know how many how many if we were to take a poll right now, how many people working at Game Freak know of the Rainbow Rocket timeline? Oh god. Uh I I don't know. 30, 40% maybe 30% of people. I mean, like 
I don't know. I don't know how many. I don't even know how many like developers work on a single game. Like you know. Correct. Yeah. There's because there's definitely there's definitely people at Game Freak working on well they were working on new Pokemon Snap and there's definitely people working on the next generation games. There's definitely people working on let's just say Sinnoh remakes for the fun of it. Yeah. So yeah. it is pretty spread out. So I'm assuming everybody's knowledge is different. And the reason those teams work so well and make good games is because everyone's knowledge is so different. They have such broad horizons in their own right on what the game should look like. And that's what comes together to make them good. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many, like I, I'm pretty sure like people who design the games and stuff know all about the lore, but yeah. the people who are making the, the people who are the people who are making the decisions, I don't think they do. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think like, the team is concerned with really making a any sort of coherent timeline because they know they can just add on to it and you know that that that's a mystery and it allows people to speculate and such and that creates more buzz around the game anyway so but they also have like any of execs like Miyamoto who knows everything there is to know about the Zelda timeline I mean yeah I mean Al Numa has runs on yeah runs on stage with a master sword and shield he knows what he's doing yeah th- those guys. I mean, people talk about how complicated the Zelda timeline is. I'm like, just look at Pokemon. It's like, you, we don't even have a co- we don't even have a confirmed timeline. Like, there's no, no there's no Pokemon like Historia. Like, there is for Zelda. Like, we have no idea. Uh, I also got inspired to bring this up briefly because obviously I've been playing Masters a lot, and that game has a lot of little subtle lore bits in it as well. So it got me thinking if there really is someone who knows like all of those. Uh, connecting tissues at Game Freak, but if there wasn't, I would not be surprised because uh, Pokemon is just a formula where you don't really need to worry about something like that. So yeah, all the games are it's it's repetitive, like you said. So yeah. the timeline, there's really no need to make a compendium like they do for Zelda yeah. and other games. But, but depending we'll close on this, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. One Shit, more I was, point. I was about to say I was going to do a little little ending thing. I was like, depending on what timeline we're living in. Perhaps we will get Diamond and Pearl remakes uh, this year, and perhaps we will not. I was just going to ask you to close this. I saw this on Twitter, too. Um, yeah. Would you be more excited for Dino remakes or Let's Go Johto? I mean, def- definitely Sinnoh remakes, but I think it would be absolutely fucking hilarious if <laughs> they had been... If all the evidence that has been gathered all this time amounted to, so let's go, Jodo. Not, not even let's go. Not even let's go, Sino. I, I mean, sorry, not even let's go, Jodo. Just let's go, Sino. Like they skip generations two and three, they go right to let's go, Sino. My God, there'd be a riot. <laughs> I would Twitter would burn it. to the ground. I would love it. I think it'd be so funny if they just. Made Sinnoh remakes, but it was a Let's Go game. I think that'd be great. Dude, don't scare me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Go Sinnoh. Oh my god. It's got Dude. a nice ring to it. <laughs> I, I'd be down, I'd be I'd down, be down so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sinnoh remakes got him down bad. Oh, you have no idea. All right, we're going to end there. Cause yeah, I we'll, really we'll, we'll end on that, that sobering reality possibility. <sighs> we're not done with Pokemon yet, Tyler. No, we're not. We, we, well, I was on Nintendo Life earlier reading articles, and the first article that pops up is they took a poll about Pokemon starters. Okay. And which which starter Pokemon would you like is the age-old conundrum that has been giving trainers headaches for decades. That is mm-hmm. correct. With eight generation of Pokemon out there, there are 24 starter Pokemon that exist, and they took, they've took 
3,000, they have 3,942 tier lists, and they made like a, a median. They they took all of it and averaged it out together. So do you want to start at the bottom or the top? You you haven't heard of this, so do you want to start no, at the I, bottom or the top? I was told tier list. I think I think we got to start at the bottom and work our way up. I'm gonna share so you can get a live reaction. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, thank you. Starting at the bottom, Chespin, Poplio, Tepig. Oh my God! <laughs> Already heartbreak. D tier: Sobble, Grookey, Chikorita, Scorbunny. The entire Galar region starters are in the D tier. Jesus. And Chikorita, that's not right. I, that's messed Yo, up. Yo, that ain't right, man. C tier is just Fennekin. B tier is Oshawott. I think uh, Lent, what's Lent? Lit, Litten. Litten, Snivy, Froki, A tier, Turtwig, Chimchar, Rowlet, who is massive, and Torchic. <laughs> A plus tier is Pipplup, Trico, Totodile, Cyndaquil, and then the S tier, which is my least favorite tier Charmander, Mudkit, Bulbasaur, Squirrel. I mean, what did they did they pull exclusively the Outcast podcast for this? They had they, they they had to have they had to have just pulled Brock Riley, Mike, and Jacob. That that those are the three thousand four hundred nine hundred forty two lists. All of them made them. Like this all, is ridiculous. I hate looking at both this. This both top sick. tiers are exclusively made up of the first four generations. <laughs> this makes me sick. Like Tepic at the bottom. What's wrong with you guys? I would put the entire Galar starters at the bottom, except Scorbunny. They'd be in my E tier, personally. Uh, I I feel like Grookey is the only one who deserves to be that low, personally. I think Sobble and Scorbunny should be higher. Okay, uh, so let's make our own. So, E tier, just Grookey? Uh, I, put Ch- I think Chespin is, is deserving. He's bad, too. Yeah, he's bad, he's too. There. Pop, though, needs to get, get up there. Like, I... I don't know, man. I, I really like uh, Primarina a lot. I, is this is this like just first forms, or is this like in general like evolutions and all that? I think it's just who you pick. Oh, I, okay, that's that's fair. So, so I so consider like the whole journey. I would consider the whole journey personally. All right, all right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we can just go through each tier and would and say which ones we think would be higher or lower. I think that'd be a little easier and more. Okay, yeah. Modifiable, so, so Tepig, Poplio, higher. Chespin I think, stays. I think Chespin's all right, personally. Uh, I, I've done... I like Chestnut, but... Honestly, I think out of all the starters, it might be the weakest for me. Like, uh, design-wise. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, Gen 8 designs aren't great, either. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I've come around on the Poplio line... Uh, but the Grookey line, I'm still not a, a huge fan of. You meant Sobble, didn't you? I, I've come around on the Sobble. Did I say that? Yes. You, no, you said Poplio. You come around on Sobble. Oh, sorry. I've come around on Sobble. I already like Pop, though. I've come around on the Sobble line. I think uh, Grookey... Uh, I think Grookey's okay in D tier, where he is. He got uh, boxed for a reason in my playthrough. Yeah, of course. But I don't know. I, Cinderace, I really like... Like I, I don't do know, too. I don't know why. I think it's the strongest design out of out of all of them. Uh, even though it is definitely furry bait, uh, I still think it's really cool. Oh uh, 
Uh, Sobble, I've come around on because I, I don't know. I, I do think it's kind of cool the James Bond uh, inspiration for Inteleon and uh, its signature move animations are really nice. Uh, Chikorita, I, you already heard me say this episode that it's the best. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that I think this might be my least favorite part of this is how low Chikorita is. How low Chikorita is, yeah, man. Like Chikorita, wh- when I picked up Harkold for the first time, Chikorita is my first starter. Chikorita is uh, good. Like all the Gen two starters are good. That might I'm be the best sure. region. To be it was either honest. Chikorita or Totodile, but Chikorita was definitely uh, at least the first or second playthrough. There's uh, no bad Gen 2 starter, in my, my opinion. They're all good. No, they, they are solid. Uh, the first ever uh, just pure monotype starters mm-hmm. uh, where they do not gain a secondary type. Some people didn't like that. Some people did. Uh, I think Meganium is a really strong design. Uh, I agree. Personally. That's uh, I, that I have my plush Meganium sitting right next to me. So. Oh, man. Good reference. But, yeah, Chikorita should be higher. And I think every everything in detail should be higher except for Grookey. I think Grookey's okay there. All right. So next is is just tier spent just Fennekin. You, you're, ta- you're, you're, to- you're 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 a Delphox supporter. I, I am. I am a Delphox fan. I am. Uh, I can admit that I have a bit of bias, but I can admit that it does. Uh, the design does drop off a little bit after Fennekin. I agree. I think Breaks in and Del Fox are weaker designs than than Fennekin itself. But that being said, I still like it. Uh, I have some sentimental value to it because it was my first uh, X and Y starter. And I also got to level 100, which actually I don't get many Pokemon, at least before Gen 8. Uh, I never got <laughs> many Pokemon to, uh, to level 100. So special place in my heart for that. I'd move it up A tier. Not, not to A tier, but like to B tier from C, I think. Uh, that's fair. So uh, speaking of B, do you got anyone else on Fennekin? Yeah, th- I mean, yeah, that that that's it for me. I think. All right, so the the B tier, Oshawott. He's higher for me. Oshawott, get that shit up there, get he's him up. Litten, I think, is a little higher. I don't think he's S or A plus. He might I, be A, and I'm, I, I wouldn't I mind Litten's, him staying at B. Yeah, I think Litten's fine there. I think Snivy's fine there. Agreed. Froki. I think Froki goes up a little bit. Uh, along with Oshawott, I mean, for God's sake, it's Greninja. A little over, a little overrated, uh, you know. But people, you know, I don't want to hate something just because it's popular. I think, yeah. like looking at it objectively, a Greninja is a fucking sweet Pokemon. Yeah, really cool. Uh, He's like, a smash for a reason. Yeah, super solid. Probably the best design out of the Gen Six starters. One of the best Gen Six Pokemon ever, anyway. Yep. So yeah, Froakie definitely goes up uh, for me. Literally, the only reason I didn't use him is because I heard that was what everyone else picked. So I wanted to pick something different. So, uh, yeah, I, I moved the water types uh, up a little bit, but keep uh, Snivy and Litten where they are. I think that's fine, in my opinion. I'm going to be honest here. I'm okay with Turtwig staying in A. Yeah, Turt's good. Tur- Turt's a good boy. Chimchar uh, goes up, I think. Chimchar goes up. Again, very popular, but, I mean, looking at it objectively, it's the... Well, firefighting type. I mean, I think it's out of the three. I think it's the firefighting type. You know, correct. I I, I would agree. It's with that. the one. I think Torchic should go down. I agree. I agree. I, I've never been super fond of the Torchic line. I think they're fine, but I don't think they're a tier. I th- I think B would be a better. I think it would go down a tier in my in my opinion. Yep, I'm fine with that. And Rowlet. 
I think Rowlett stays A. Rowlett's good. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I don't know enough about Rowlett, but that design's uh, funny, so you can say it A. Shoot, what is his final evolution called again? Rowlett? Decidui. Yeah, that's what it's called. All right, so Grass- we have Tur- Turtwig stays, Chimchar up, Rowlett stays, Torchic down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So A+. Plus. Uh, Cyndaquil, Totodile, Trico, and Piplup. I'm, all- I'm okay with Cyndaquil and Totodile staying there. I think Trico goes down to A, to be honest. I agree. I think Trico, I think Trico goes, Trico down, goes well. down to A. I really like Empoleon. I have I don't have a lot of sentimental value to it, but I For think Empoleon is I think Empoleon's the best designed Gen 4 starter, honestly. Better than Infernape, really. Yeah, like after I don't know, I I just think Empoleon is just so well executed. Like it looks so cool. I, I think I think so too. Yeah, I I don't mind like, that. Like water steel. Just I look at all his 3D models, and I'm like, that is so cool. It's just a Pokemon you don't see often enough, even, you know? Even Piplup. Like, Piplup looks great in this. Yeah. <laughs> just Piplup. in this render alone. Uh, Primplup's a good design. Yeah. Like I, you... I, it's not that I don't like Trico, and, like, I like the Trico line as well. I just don't think that... I think, like... Uh, it's hard for me to keep Cyndaquil up there, too, personally. Really? Yeah, I, I'm okay but... with Cyndaquil staying there. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I've recently used Typhlosion, so it, maybe it's that, but I think Typhlosion is the weakest design of the three. I agree with that. Uh, so just for the fact that Cyndaquil and Koala are really cool, I think they can stay, but I think I'd put Trico down to A. Uh, but yeah, Totodile, this whole Totodile line I love. I think that definitely deserves its spot. All right, S. I'm okay with this entire tier going down. Bulbasaur can stay if he wants. Yeah, no, Bulbasaur is definitely... Bulbasaur is definitely good. The thing is... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Mudkip stays too. Because... Don't give in. Don't give in. <laughs> no. I know. I know. But listen. it's Swampert is so cool. <laughs> He's He is really cool. I think Venusaur... St- I think Bulbasaur stays. I think... Get Squirtle out of here. No, because I just realized that March Stomp exists. Uh, get I, Mug, Meg, Mugkip, Squirtle, and Charmander can all get out of here. I'm so sick of this Gen uh, 1 hype. I'm so tired of it. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I think Charmander goes down to A. I okay. think Squirtle should only go down to A+. I agree. Because Squirtle is really solid. Squirtle is solid. I have you. I have my Blastoise plushie that you gave me, so he's got to be an A plus. Yeah, I, I think I would put Mudkip down to A as well. Two tiers. Should we make our own tier real quick? Uh, are we doing it right now? Why not? <laughs> All right. I mean, we just did talk about everything right. that we wanted to do. Yeah. So we'll create a starter first form. So I guess it's only first forms. So I guess this is. I guess oh, you, okay. Well, that, you can. Maybe. Yeah, it's then it's different. So you can consider. Maybe, maybe our opinion will, will change a little bit. So yeah, you can do design and. Where? How do I do this? Uh, how do you do that? I don't know. All oh, right. there it is. There it is. They're oh shit! Up. Oh shit! I just backed out. So here we go. Okay, oh, now we're good. Yeah. All right, here we go. We're going back in. So. Just gotta load it up. Okay. Yep. So spontaneous so, tierless construction. Yes, the outcast. The outcast has done this before, but. 
we are gonna make a way better tier list because we yeah, are more knowledge. We're gonna, we gonna be way better. So all right, so we are starting with Grookey. Grook. Can I just drag? I, I think your computer needs a bit more time. I think you gotta let it. The ad, yeah, the ad got a low in my bed. Oh yeah, sorry. The uh, <laughs> the con. All right, Grook's an E. Man, I can't. I was actually in Grookey Gang uh, before. We'll put him in D for now. We can revisit if we want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trico, did we say A for him or A plus? Uh, I think I put A. Yeah, I think I think A too. I really like Score Bunny. I'm okay with him going in C. To be completely honest. Can we put him at B? Correct. We'll put him, okay. We'll put him in B for now. Oh, he's not. He's not A. Uh, not A. Cinderace is good. I just don't. I think B is a good is a good spot for him. Sob. Sobble. I think Sobble goes C. Okay, we can put him in C. What Tef- do you think? Because I don't. I don't want to be. Oh, fuck Tefig. I Sobble. I don't. I'm. I'm. I disagree. I have not come around on that. So I put him D, but I'm okay with him at C. Okay. Okay. We'll keep him in C for then. Tefig. Uh, I would have him in B at the worst, A at the highest, so I'd put him in A. I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't put him any higher than A. I know. I know. It. It's fine. I mean, look at him. He's literally he, he's the adorable. Greatest, the greatest starter of all time. Anyway, he's adorable. Cyndaquil. I, I like Cyndaquil. I'm also okay with him at A. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay yeah, with him Cyndaquil. at A. Just for the fact that Cyndaquil and Aquilava are so good, mm-hmm. I think it goes to A. I think they butchered Typhlosion's 3D model in the 3D games. He's definitely the worst looking of the three. Yeah, so, but, I mean, look at Cyndaquil. Like, oh he's, my god. He's adorable. All right, I think we, we, just, we just talked about Squirtle. He's an A+. Squirtle's A+. Piplup is A+, I think, as well. Okay, we'll put him in A+. You, I, think, I think the water types are all really good. I think Froakie goes A, though. Froakie goes A? What do you think? I don't want to be like sole dictator of this. No, I, I like that first design. He's definitely the, he's with um, he's with Fennekin and Chespin, correct? He is, yes. Yeah, he's the best. I Fennekin's the best starter design, but if we're, I'm since we've already we've included evolution forms when we yeah. talked about this before we made our own. Greninja's definitely the coolest, so he goes an A for me. Kipper, the Kip. Damn it. I know where I'd put him. Where'd you put him? A? Mm-hmm. Putting a lot of them in A. Yeah, that's fair, though. Listen, there's a lot of good starters. You only, we're, you only, you, there's only so many great ones. Yeah, that's, and, this, and this is one of them. Totodile, A+. A+, is just filled with all the water types. I think Snipe goes B. I agree. I was going to say B. The ah. God damn it. Is that another A+. Yeah. A, a plus all, is littered with water types. It's just all the water types. I think Rowlet goes A. I, I think A too. I, I'm not so quick to give an S one out. Poplio yeah, B. Means, yeah, Pops B. I think Pops B. Litten, I'm um, also I'd B. Put, I'd put Litten at B too. Yeah. Charm. Right, poor, poor chick. A. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I give him at least C. Put him on Inteleon level at least. Okay, okay, fine. He can go. He can go C. I'll put I him mean, ahead. It is Charmander. I mean, he. And regardless of how 
completely oversaturated the he Charmander is. fandom is. It is a good starter design. No, Charizard's great. Uh, yes. I personally think he's the weakest of those designs, but Charizard's good. Yeah, Charmeleon I actually don't really like a lot. Like, I don't like. I do not like Charmeleon at all. I do not like Charmeleon at all. The fact so. you have him for like twenty-two levels is disgusting. Yeah, it's it's bad. Torchix be at the highest for me. Be at the highest for me too. We'll put it at the back end of B. Chikorita I think is A plus. Oh, I wanted to put her. I wanted to put Chikorita in S. We'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> Bulb Z. I think S. we kept him in S too. Yeah. Bulb S. Turt. Turt. I'm okay with A. I put Turt in A+. Alright, finally, we have a grass type in there. Yeah, we... we Turt literally demolishes all of them. Chestman, E, yeah. Fen? Fen... Put that B, I think. B? I think B is okay. good for Fen. And finally, Chimchar. I said... I said Piplup was the best of them all, but I think all the Sinnoh starters are in A+. All right, so we'll put them in between Turtwig. So do, here do we go. Do you think I, they're? No, I agree. I agree with that. A plus for. I think Infernape's. I think Infernape's a cooler design than Empoleon, but I am. A, but if they're all the same tier, I don't have a great with it. Yeah. Do Do you think that we should put any more in S? The only one I like, would they, put in S of all of these. Yeah. Is it's, honestly Totodile. R- for alligator is pretty good. I he'd be the only one I'd consider moving. Everything else I'm okay with. All right. Leave it. Yeah, I think leave it. I think leave it. All right. So to recap, S tier: Chikorita and Bulbasaur. A plus: Squirtle, Piplup, Oshawott, Chimchar, Totodile, Turtwig. A: Trico, Froki, Tepig, Cyndaquil, Rowlet, the Kipper. B: Scorbunny, Fennekin, Snivy, Poplio, Litten, Torchic. C, Charmander, Sobble, D, Grook, E, Chespin. I think this is poor. accurate. God, poor Chespin. His first design is real, like, Chespin himself is really cool, but it's the it's the two latter evolutions that They're really not good. Out. Yeah, here, we'll do um, Chespin evolution just so we can see it. Yeah, I think it's Quilladin. Ugh. Ugh. That's ugly. And then Chestnut is hideous. Oh my god, they really yeah. messed that up. The the inspiration is kind of cool, though, because the three starters are meant to be, like, sort of role-play tropes, so, like, the tank character is yeah. Chestnut, the wit, like, the magic character is Del Fox, and, like, the rogue... Oh my god! <laughs> Trapped in meme hell. <laughs> I think that needs to go on Twitter later. Oh my god, you're absolutely right, it does. <laughs> Uh, we won't spoil that for you guys. Uh, be sure to follow our Twitter if you want to see what we've just discovered. Oh my God! Yes, you have to. You have to do it if you want to see. We will probably. I I am certain that Colby will include that in the uh, in the preview. My God, that's amazing. Man, how did we end up with the S tier being Bulbasaur and Chikorita? I'm okay with that. I think Bulbasaur and Meganium think... are great designs. I think that they are absolutely, like, I have a, the only three Pokemon, like, that I have plushes and or figures of are Bulbasaur, Meganium, and Snorlax. If I had to get another plush, it would probably, it would be Oshawott or Chikorita, to be honest. Because, like, I feel like Venusaur doesn't get enough credit. Like people, No, Venusaur's a beast. He tanks. Venusaur's, Venusaur's a tank. Venusaur's incredible, dude. 
And he's a poison. He's poison right off the bat. So you already have two type. It's it's. I think he's he's not the only. Is he the only starter that has two types like right off the bat? He Scott might be. I think so. That's pretty cool. I like Ivysaur is really cool. Ivysaur is cool. And like you know the progression of the flower growing and just that Venusaur just looks so ancient and like yeah. really powerful. Charm Charizard's just the most iconic. I get yeah. it. But he's also the most overrated starter, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he it's a good design, but I don't know. It's a bit... It, it doesn't appeal to me. No. From I'm trying, I would I tried to look at them in, of, at that list objectively. Yeah. If it wasn't objective, Tepic would be an S. Okay. But uh, looking at it objectively, I think Charizard's design... Obviously, we were looking at all three. Charmeleon brings it down a lot, I think. I think uh, so too. Just because that it's such, help. you know, it it doesn't really improve the design, and it's it goes from like a very small jump from Charmander to Charmeleon to a much bigger jump in design from mm-hmm. Charmeleon to Charizard. And if you get what I'm saying, I mean, it's still good, but uh, compared to some other starters, it kind of lacks a little bit. I agree. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I liked that. I liked that for sure. I cannot believe they put Tepic in E tier, bro. That's disgusting. Oh my god. Four thousand people need like Then again, Pig Knight. I He's not looked... great, but then you go to Embor and Embor it, it gets remedied. Remedied. Uh I think this is the first time I've kinda expressed my feelings toward toward the Torchic line. Uh Torchic's really good. Uh Combuskin's weird. I always thought Blaziken was like looked weird. He doesn't look great. Well, like, even well, in, we just played Sword and Shield. Like his toes are all messed up. Yeah, like uh, I don't know his like tough suffer. His I didn't really get what he was supposed to be, and it just looked a little weird to me. Like ever since I first saw his design, so it's like a fighting chicken, but it doesn't get the chicken part down really at all, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they did firefighting much better uh, the next two times they did it in a row yeah well no there's four because embor is technically firefighting right and then score bunny's firefighting search no score bunny is pure fire are you sure score are you sure yes that, um Cinder- cinderace is not firefighting cinderace is not firefighting i could have i would have bet so much money he is it, it's just pure fire all right yeah you're right it's pure fire damn all right so there's three they did yeah, back to back to back gens i think yeah, Gen 8 is all monotype as well, for starters. Which I think is the first time they did that since Gen 5? Gen 2. Oh, no, yeah, and Wars is fight. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, Chicory, I think, is poison. Or Meganium, I think, is poison. No, Meganium is pure grass. <sighs> back to the keyboard. <laughs> Dunked on right now, but I got it. Meganium type. I could have swore. Yep, just grass. God damn it. That's just grass. <laughs> so yeah, there's yeah monotypes in Gen two, then Gen eight. They went back to that. So because you had yeah you had, you had uh, fire yeah the entire Gen four line was dual types. Gen right. three had two of them. Gen five had one. Gen, Gen six, six had all all. Them. Yeah. And Gen 7 had... Also all of them. Also had all types. of them. Yes, so... So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, strange, it's a strange gamble when going on uh, dual types for starters, but... It is. 
sometimes you get all three, sometimes you get one, sometimes you get none. But yeah, that was a fun little thought experiment. That was. We'd never done that before. I'm kind of shocked we'd never done that before. Yeah, I feel we haven't done like tier lists, and I feel like that's a more common thing these days. Is yeah, is to do tier lists on these things. So maybe expect more in the future. That's something that we could probably apply to a lot of different things. So definitely, I think we've done a, like a games tier list at one point. Actually, maybe maybe one, but we've never done one like that. Yeah, a good a good objective sort of like design. Uh, or semi-objective, because mm-hmm. I can't say that it, we are completely impermeable to our own biases. But Correct. Yeah, that was fun. That was and fun. I think with that, we've reached uh, the end of the episode. That is correct. So all the links are down below in the description. Twitter, Gmail, Instagram, all that stuff. Switch it to podcast. Go follow it. Go check it out. Get in contact with us. Let us know what you think of our tier list. What would you do differently? Brock, staying in C. Don't fight it. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this has been another edition of the Switch of the Podcast. Uh, Tyler, you can get back to taking us out. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys again so much for watching. If indeed you have watched all the way to the end, uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, a, a reminder and a, a plea from me uh, to you uh, is to, if you enjoyed the episode, to please uh, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and, and a review as well. Yes, please. Uh, we absolutely would love to hear your guys' feedback, to, uh, to hear what you like, to hear uh, if you enjoy the show, to hear your suggestions and what could be done better or mm-hmm. what other segments we could add. Uh, it's always great when we get any ounce of feedback from you guys. So uh, if you have made it this far to listen to me beg for this, uh, please. Uh, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or uh, D, uh, send us a, a direct message on one of our social media accounts and we will uh, we can have a discussion. So yeah. Yes. Uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you on the next one. Have a good one, gamers.